It's the Go Million and Go Million Interview and Prayer Call Podcast. You will be blessed in two ways, with an influential interview and the engagement of powerful prayer. And now, your host, Bishop Nathaniel Go Million. Good morning. Welcome to the Go Million and Go Million Interview <clears throat> Prayer Call Podcast. Today we're interviewing Apostle Karen Bettis Davis. We are late, so let's go ahead on over here. And let's make it happen. All right. And let me see. Now we're online, but her camera is off for some reason or other. Let me see. We got a lot going on here today. Apostle, your camera is not working. Let's see. All right. There we are. There we are. I tell you, we got a lot going on today. Now your camera is off again. So anyway, we are um, attempting to interview Apostle Karen Bettis Davis on today. Uh, and we are having some issues, but now we are straight uh, straight now. All right. Do you have sound over there, Apostle? I think I do. Yes. Okay, good, good. I do too. I tell you, I have it. A problem trying to get uh, my Facebook feed up. It just wouldn't go. So um, don't have it on Facebook. Normally we have a lot of viewers on Facebook Live, but uh, won't have them today. Uh, sorry about that. I'm just getting uh, talking to my dad. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, good morning, Apostle. Daughter, how you doing? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Good, good. We had you on last year and uh, we didn't. So just kind of refresh everybody uh, who is uh, listening. And let me cut on my phone, uh, my uh, conference call line, so somebody might listen in since they can't get us on Facebook. Okay. But tell us a little bit about, um, about where you were born. Well, I was born... Uh in the deep south, I was born in Mobile, Alabama. Um, so, of course, you know, I'm an Alabama fan, roll tide. <laughs> but I was also born into a military family. So I had the opportunity to travel the world, you know, with my father uh, and also see the world uh, when he was stationed in Italy. We got to visit a lot of countries over there and got to have a lot of different experiences in life. And uh, as his career progressed, we moved uh, into the Washington, D.C. region. And uh, I moved here uh, with my parents and uh, met the love of my life. And I have been in this region for the better part of 31 years. Okay. Okay. All right. So, uh, okay. Uh, now, let me ask this. So, so uh, you were born in uh, Alabama, yes. and of course, uh, you are a Tide fan. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that road Tide. <laughs> and uh, and uh, did you go to college? I did. I went to Hampton University. Okay, that's what I knew. That. What, what did you yeah. do? Your what was your concentration? Your area of concentration? Business management. Okay, business management. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. At the time, my father thought, you know, oh, well, you know, you get a business degree, you know, and so you'll always be employed. I think that was a thought, you know, back then. 
I think I personally, my, you know, I wanted to become a child psychologist. And my father was like, I think you're a little too emotional for that. And, you know, let's concentrate on this. And so, you know, listening to his wisdom, I did that. Um, all these years later, I feel like I am in many, in, you know, in many, many circumstances, you know, a child counselor, um, you know, and so I end up. Uh, invariably, you know, counseling children quite a lot and their parents. So, um, you know, it's it's just funny how things turned out. Well, I understand. My 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 degree was in business management as well, and I've done everything else but business management. Yes. <laughs> the government still got that information about business and you know all of that stuff, but yes, uh, didn't end up working uh, in that field. So, um, and you just mentioned to the fact that you end up counseling a lot of young folk and uh, uh, parents, we're going to deal with that also. But um, uh, how long have you been in ministry? Uh, the better part of uh, almost 30 years now. Um, I got saved when I was 29 years old. Um, and then shortly after that, I was called maybe a year or two after that. So probably 29 years. Okay. 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 That's, that's a good, uh, good long time. Mm -hmm. A good long time. And uh, now you talked again, we'll get to that more than, but tell us about what are some of the things that you have done? Well, I, um, I think I, have done a number of things. I've traveled abroad. I've uh, planned mission trips. I've been to the UN. I've been able to uh, speak, you know, at, at uh, some of the meetings that they have at that annual at the annual um, uh, conference on the affairs of women. Uh, I have been invited to speak at uh, Dr. H. Beecher Hicks Church, which was an incredible opportunity for me. Um, I have been, I've ministered and taught Bible study to governor's wives, senator's wives, uh, ministered to the governor of our great state. Uh, oh, what else? Um, it's amazing the journey where God has taken me. I've started, you know, several organizations that are still up and functioning now. Um, I, I always say I'm a great number two. I love helping people. Um, you know, bring their goals and dreams and visions to pass. And, uh, you know, ultimately my life has been about service. I've always served every pastor that I've been under um, as an administrative or executive assistant in some capacity. Uh, and Hello? No, no, I know it's not broadcasting. You had to get us on YouTube, uh, go out on YouTube or LinkedIn. You'll be able to catch us. I'm sorry uh, that it just wouldn't work. All right. All right. Bye bye. It's one of our one of our regular watchers uh, uh, watches, and so she's calling me to. Uh, yes. See why we're not on Facebook Live? Yeah. Okay. okay. So you you you've done all of some uh, some amazing uh, amazing things, and uh, not only that, you are your wife and mother got two children that you all uh, have and uh, one of them is in college if i'm right and the other is uh is a coach and they some big boys too man yeah. so you, you got a healthy food bill yes <laughs> yes especially that college one is home now so is, is yeah, the home price now? of groceries just went up 
It went way, way up. <laughs> so, so now you you deeply involved in football, as you already told us that you are a Crimson Tide fan, and so am I. But you went on to follow Jalen Hurts, yes, uh, uh, as well. And I'm on the other side of the state. I'm a Pittsburgh, longtime Pittsburgh uh, Steeler fan. Uh, and now you were a, uh, a football chaplain for a phenomenal team uh, last season. Tell us a little bit about that team first. Well, um, I had one of the greatest opportunities of my life to be the chaplain at Freedom High School in Woodbridge, Virginia. Um, it was a dream of mine and uh, my son sort of pushed me into the dream, suggested that I talk to the head coach about doing it. And uh, so last year, uh, our theme was um, they didn't believe in us, but God did. And so we had God did on the back of everything. And um, what God did for us last year was phenomenal. We, we not only won a, a state championship, but we actually made some national records. Uh, last year, uh, we scored 952 points, the highest number of points of a high school in the, in the entire nation. Uh, we have the. We are now in the record books as having the fifth highest scoring game in the nation, uh, and also the um, second highest halftime score, where we scored ninety four points and a half. Wow, that yes. is, that 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 that's that's awesome. Um, the team won the state championship as well. Yeah. that is absolutely awesome. Uh, and so, um, next season, you, next you, season. you're going to be chaplain of that team and another team. If I said that correctly. Yes, Is sir. Right? Yes. And, you know. uh, yes. And, and that means you're going to be a mother to many. Yes. How does that feel? Um, it feels like, uh, it's something that I was always supposed to do. Uh, it, it feels like this is a, a niche place for me. It feels like home. You know, I think we're living in a time where children have more access to things than others. Um, some of the things that children have access to, you know, I didn't have access to growing up. And so it's a very different world that we live in now. And so we have to kind of get into that world with their, with our children and, uh, you know, I was talking to a parent last night and I was telling them that in my generation, certain things were not only against the law, but they were, you know, you just didn't do them and laws are changing, things are opening up. And so you have, you can no longer have naive children. You have to be able to talk to them. But not only that, these children have come out of a pandemic emotionally different. And so they need a lot more uh, affirmation, a lot more instruction, and they just need a village more than they have ever needed. When I talk to the principals, you know, they talk about the fact that um, socially the children are really about two years behind, and not only educationally but socially as well. So, you know, coming in to try to help them close some of those gaps, you know, have you know, uh, big mama conversations with them, if you will, encourage them to believe, and then for them to see somebody who absolutely believes in them. You know, I tell them all the time, 
uh, that I am your biggest fan, not only in high school, but when you're in college, I'll be yelling in those stands as well. Um, and so it makes for great relationships. And I think that if we can help young people, especially young black men to become mentally sound at this age, I think that it will change the way that um, they walk in culture. I think it's very important for them. And I'm so inspired by them at a young age to want to deal with, you know, some of the mental health issues and challenges that they're having. You know, they can be brutally honest about things, which is really good so that we can get to the source of things and, you know, remove all those things that actually were stopping them from being great. And so now I told them the other week, we are the king of the mountain. Now it's our responsibility to stay there. And it's a whole different kind of push once you're at the top of the mountain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, now, now is, are both your teams at the top of the mountain or just the one? Well, right now it's just the one. Um, but the other one has potential. They definitely have, to have potential to get there. And so we're going to see if we can't get both of them up there. So, so you're going to be doing a, a, a different type of mothering for for each team. One, one uh, stay at the top of the mountain, and, and the other, let's get to the top of the mountain. Yes, yes. Okay. Well, you you have experience in in helping them get there. Now, now you have been a, a football mom, and and now you a football chaplain, and you were a mom uh, probably much longer than you were a football chaplain. So how does that work? What, what, what's the difference? Uh, or is there any difference? Well, uh, I think the difference is um, that, you know, when you're a teen mom, you're responsible for, for things like, you know, coordinating trips and travels, communicating with the parents, um, you know, planning activities, planning banquets, you know, things of that nature. And, uh, and um, I did do that for a very long time. I started with my oldest son, who's 31 now. I started when he started playing youth football. Um, I, I, I don't know, Bishop, you know, I have always just gravitated to great leadership. And so when they would get on teams, you know, I would meet their coaches and I wanted to be involved. I wanted to know the people that were, you know, helping to raise my children, being a part of my children's community. And so I ended up just kind of bringing some of the resources, you know, the organizational skills, the delegation. And I, and I you know, I think as apostles and children of God, we always have the ability to see something and make it bigger than what it is you know, see it for all the potential. And so I've been blessed with all the coaches that my children have been up under for them to see my gifts and allow me to use those things. And so with the chaplaincy, it's a little different because I spend a lot more one-on-one -on -one time with the children. Um, you know, there's, there's counseling there. Uh, and, um, you know, you get to experience, you know, the final product a lot more, you know, with them. Those game day speeches in the locker room are just phenomenal to see the process. And I've always been fascinated with uh, great athletes because they all have an incredible story. They all have a why. And when you teach them what that why is and continue to put them, you know, to push them back to remembering their why, you know, they, they tend to ascend. And so it's, it's different. You know, as a youth mom, I was really blessed. Um, one of our teams, my son got on the team and, and we had 11 children give their life to the Lord, 
come to our church, get saved, be, be baptized. It was just a beautiful thing. And so in high school, you get to do that, but you do it differently because there are different races, different, you know, religions. And so you respect all religions. And so the way that you preach may be a little different um, than how you would preach in uh, in church uh, because we don't want to, you know, proselytize and we don't want to offend anybody who has another religion. Um, but we, we do bring in the Bible. We do talk about biblical concepts. We do make those things relevant. You know, I think one of the things that you taught me is that you got to exegete the word before you eisegete it. And so I've been able to do that and help them to understand why the Bible is important, why these principles in the Bible are important and why you should embody those things as a person. Okay, 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 okay. Well, you can always teach um, teach uh, the principles of, of, of God and of Jesus yes. without calling his name. Yes. And uh, and people will gravitate, if necessary, to uh, to the kingdom of God. Um, so so now um, you are a mother of many. You will impact uh, them, their lives, and they impact your life. Mm -hmm. because of what you are doing. Now, your your goal, as we've talked before, is to be the chaplain of an NFL team. Yes. Do you, do you feel like you're on track to reach that goal? I am working at it every day. Uh, I always make a joke that I stay up under Deion Sanders' post asking him, does he need a chaplain? <laughs> and now that he has recruited and officially given a scholarship offer to one of our students, I will definitely be talking to him. Uh, I, <laughs> my mentor uh, is the chaplain um, at uh, Virginia Tech. And so we're moving to try to get some certifications this year because he's actually chaplain over five schools. And so if I get the opportunity to, you know, to get to the college level, that makes it a lot easier for me to get to uh, the NFL level. Okay. Okay. Well, you got, you, you have a plan. And uh, if you got a plan, all you need to do is work that plan and, yeah. and, 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 and watch it come to fruition. I'm just, uh, yeah. Following uh, where you going and, and, and yeah. how you are moving there. Uh, now you you uh, as a great mother, you you're the author of several books. I know you wrote a book on prayer. Do you have any books coming out on being a mother and uh, to many? Well, you know, actually, what I'm I, I'm I'm going to work on that book. The book that I'm working on now is a book is an empowerment book for women where we just kind of talk about the attributes of of being a great woman um what those things are the steps to getting there and then you know at the end of every chapter it'll have a daily affirmation and some notes for women to take because for me i know that um whenever i'm reading something i always like to write notes in the margin you know um take that thought how does this apply to me and once i've written those things down it's a little bit easier for me to walk in those things or conquer those things so um last night i wrote a chapter about strength and what it takes to muster strength and then you know did an did an affirmation you know about coming into your strength knowing that you're resilient 
believing that you can do all things. Um, and so that's currently what I'm working on now. I haven't quite decided the, the title of it yet. Um, because initially it was going to be, um, you know, the soul of a woman, but I'm not so sure at this point, um, you know, whether it's going to be that or not, but I just want to put some information out there for this generation of women who may be struggling in certain areas, struggling in their marriages, struggling, you know, to become who, you know, they're called to be. I think when you get to be my age, I think for women, when we start to get into our late 40s and 50s and 60s, it actually becomes the best years of our lives. We just don't know that when we're in our 20s and 30s. And, you know, we come with a lot of wisdom that we can share from our trials and errors, you know, our, you know, our mistakes and our successes. And so I just want to be able to share some of that wisdom and help women to know that um, all of it ends up being a glorious journey if you see it, you know, with the right perspective. Okay, okay, okay. And, and I think that's true. You know, when we were young, we can't even conceive. I mean, I'm, I'm in my 70s. I couldn't even conceive what life would be like in my, uh, in my uh, 70s. Yes. Uh, but I'm here now, yeah. praise the Lord. Well, I wanted to be and here doing now. doing it well. I thank God for, 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 uh, for however I'm doing it. And uh, you say I'm doing it well, doing I appreciate it. Well. it. I told uh, Pastor Spalding last night, I said he is the best spiritual father. You know, the way that you communicate, you know, with all of us, the way that you care, the way that you literally take your time, you know, with each and every one of us. I know you're praying for me. I know you're praying for your other sons and daughters. You know, you're a man of your commitment, a man of your word. You have a beautiful marriage to a beautiful woman, you know, that is worth, um, you know, uh, exemplifying your marriage after. And, you know, the strength that you have at your age to continue to go at the pace that you do is really inspiring. You know, I, 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 I don't think I tell you enough how much I love you and I appreciate you, but I do because your example has really kept me for almost all of these 29 years. Well, to God be the glory. Whatever we are, we are by the grace of God. We thank yes. God for that grace. Uh, and of course, I wouldn't be able to do any of this without my, my wife uh, being beside Amen. me. And she is not only beside me, but she is behind me, pushing me as well. And uh, and we pray every night, and we pray for you all. We do. Yes. We pray for all of our uh, spiritual sons and daughters, all those on the covering of Go Media and Go Media Ministries. We pray every night and lift you up. And if there are special things going on we'll, that we know about, we call your name particularly yes. for the Lord. Yes. Uh, now, time is running out as it always does. Uh, and of course, I have more questions than I have time. But but you are a domestic violence victim advocate. How does that play into your into your mothering? Well, you know, one of the things that I have learned is that um, women who, you know, women and even children who have been abused, you know, it erodes their confidence. It erodes their sometimes their critical thinking skills, because most of domestic violence is often mental before it becomes physical. And so when 
you know, it takes them a while before they get the strength to report what is happening. And then it is a very daunting process to go through the court system to seek justice for you and your children. And so I started in 2019 uh, with a young lady in my church who was experiencing abuse at the hands of her husband very early into their marriage. And um, I started walking with her and going to court with her. And uh, then I started meeting other women that needed assistance. Then we would go to the courtroom and there'd be somebody sitting there. And I realized that there was information that this young lady needed that she did not have. And so I started giving that information out. And so people just started calling me to walk through the situations. And then one of my, one of my best girlfriends, her niece was actually murdered um, three years ago on, on Thanksgiving and she was on FaceTime and she was planning on leaving. And she had told her husband that, that she was leaving and he walked in the room and he killed her and he shot himself and he left their four month old baby for my girlfriend to raise. And so she and I have been working on an organization called Tarnished Beauty that really helps women to recover themselves, to recover their strengths, to realize that there are resources in every state to get out. You don't have to have you don't have to have money to leave. You just have to be determined that you have to get out and save your life. And so we want to be able to, you know, point them to those resources, uh, but also too to change legislation. We're working to change um, laws in the state of Virginia and in Maryland now concerning protection orders for children that are not born yet, because currently in the state of Virginia, if you are, you can have a protection order, but the moment your baby is born, they are no longer under protection. And that that abuser has the right to literally come get that child, have visitation with that child. You have to start the process all over again. And because they don't see that child as being his victim, they will give the father or the mother, depending on you know the, the abuser, the right to have access and possibly injure that child too. So we're working and hopefully this year during the session, we'll finally get, um, you know, get the laws passed that strengthen the laws for protection orders here in Virginia, in Maryland, and then ultimately in every state. All right. All right. Well, that, 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 that's great. That's phenomenal. Well, we only got about two minutes left. Let me ask you this. Uh, what, what's your greatest prayer concern? Uh, my greatest prayer concern is um, the disunity in the world that uh, we need to come together against some of the powers that be. We need to unify now in prayer and in strategic movement to get rid of things like gun violence in school, um, you know, random shootings that are happening everywhere. We have to protect our future. And I think that we need to really come together. The NRA is powerful, but they are not as powerful as the church universal in changing gun laws, giving our children a fighting chance to go to school and come home safe every day, being able to go to a mall, being able to go to a concert and being, you know, being able to get home safe. And so my biggest prayer is God, what, what can, what can I do to help unify the body of Christ so that we can see some movement in these issues? Because these mass murders have to stop. They, they have to stop. We have to do something to prevent them. All right. Well, our time is up. We've been talking with Apostle Karen Bettis Davis, great spiritual daughter. We thank God for her 
and the work she does as a uh, football chaplain and mothering many uh, as a uh, an advocate for victims, uh, domestic violence victims as well. You're doing a great work. We appreciate you and we love you. Thank you. Uh, and so our prayer line is open at 518-425-1719. I guess I'm going to have to go out there on Facebook Live and redirect them over here to YouTube to get the interview uh, because of the technical difficulties. But our prayer line is open. And we would like for you to open up our prayer line before we let you go on about your busy day. Sure. Well, Father, we just thank you for who you are. We thank you, God, for the breath in our bodies and the activities of our limbs. Father, we thank you that you created these bodies to work in perfect precision with your will. And so, Father, we just thank you today for strength. We thank you, Father God, for the abilities that you've given us. We thank you for every gift. And Father God, we thank you today, especially for mothers. And God, we thank you, God, that as we approach this Mother's Day season, Father God, that you would begin to repair some relationships between mothers and children, Father. I pray, Lord God, that you knit hearts of mothers and children back together like never before. And Father, I just pray, God, that you just continue to heal the ills of our land, the, the generational curses of our families, Father, that you would open us up to love and more love. Father, we just wanna thank you, God, that you are healing our bodies. We thank you for those who are in the hospitals that are getting the treatments uh, and the miracles that they need. Father, we thank you, God, for their caregivers, their loved ones, Father God, who are praying for them. And Father, God, we just thank you, God, that your hand is everywhere. God, we thank you that the blood of Jesus protects us and surrounds us, Father. We thank you, God, for the life of Jesus Christ. We thank yes. you, God, that he died for our sin. Yes. We thank you, God, that by his stripes, we are already healed. We thank you, Father, that he went before us and as us, Father. And so, Father, we thank you for the privilege of living inside of your kingdom, for the daily benefits that we are loaded with, Father God, for the opportunities to serve you and your kingdom that you give us every day. Father, we just thank you for every pastor and every pulpit, Father God, that is doing the will of God. Father, continue to to strengthen them, Father God, lengthen their days, Father God, give them more revelation and, and illumination, Father God, of your word for these times, Father. And God, I pray that you would unify us, both black and white, brown and black, Father God, children of the world, that you would unite us, Father God, for a common cause. God, we thank you that you are the dominant power and the dominant power always wins. And so God, we thank you, Father God, for every battle that you are winning for us. We thank you, Father God, for every place that you have positioned us. Father, I thank you for my children and the children that you have brought into my life. I thank you for the children of the listeners, Father, in the name of Jesus. And Father God, I pray for jobs, for promotion, for increase, for scholarships, Father God, for health, for strength, for confidence, Father God. Oh God, we come against this drug era now by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. And Father God, remove those things away from our children, Father God. We pray even for the fentanyl crisis, God, that you would bring it to an end, Father God, that you would use those agents, Father God, to eradicate this ill, Father God, that we may not continue to lose some of our best and some of our brightest, Father God. 
We thank you, God, that we have an expected end and a future in you. And so, Father God, I pray that your church rises to the occasion. Father God, that we gather, that we come together, that we form a canopy of prayer, Father God, over this nation, that your name might be glorified, Father God, and that we might live in the peace that comes with all of us walking in your will, God. We thank you. We give you praise, we give you glory, and we give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Apostle. Amen. We appreciate you. And thank you for the interview. God bless you for the information. And you have a great time, great day. We'll have to have you back when I get this Facebook thing working right. Yes, right. sir. I love you. Love you too. Bye-bye. Love to mom. Bye-bye. I will tell her. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Bishop Gomillion, and I want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion. Look, I'm inviting you to connect with me beyond your hearing me weekly. I have resources for your reading pleasure. Here's what I want you to do. Visit my website, gomillionandgomillion.com, and check out our various resources. Let me spell that. That's G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N and G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N dot com. Check it out, won't you? God bless you. Are you ready to pray? Come on and let's dive in as we call on the name of the Lord. And if you have a prayer request, please let me know by email. You can email me at ngomillion at aol.com. That's N-G-O-M-I-L-L-I-O-N at aol.com. Email me and we will honor your request. Are you ready? Come on, let's pray. All right, praise God. That was Apostle Karen Bettis Davis. We are so sorry that somehow our Facebook feed would not work today, but we're going to have to go out on Facebook and redirect everybody to YouTube to get this great interview. It was absolutely awesome. All right, our prayer line is open at 518-425-1719. I think I hear Deacon Willie on the line. Yes, praise the Lord, Bishop. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Who else is on the line? I'm good, man. Who, who else is on the line? Elder Sandra. Good, good morning, Elder Sandra. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. In spite of everything, I'm blessed. Amen. To get to, in all things, uh, give God thanks. For it is the will of God for your life. Amen. Amen. All right. Is anybody else on the line? All right. Well, praise God. We are going to get started, and I'm going to ask if Deacon Willie would lead us uh, in prayer. Amen. Amen. Father God, may we just right now say thank you. Thank you for your grace and your mercy, Lord, Father God. This is the day that you estimate, Lord, Father God. We will rejoice and be glad in it, Lord, Father God. Thank you for being God and God all by yourself, Lord, Father God. Thank you for making a way out of no way, Lord, Father God. Thank you for being a king of kings, Lord, Father God. And it loves, loves, Lord, Father God. Jehovah Jireh, Lord, Father God. The 
Yes, Lord. Or haven't wanted or haven't 
prior to or taking the time to communicate verbally with people anymore. We're, we're forgetting the, the art of it, oh God. But there was a way that you said that we could bring all our concerns and cares and we could talk it out. <laughs> but Lord, I pray that you touch the hearts of man. They can change every law that they possibly can, but if the heart of man is waxing cold and they don't care about their neighbor, oh God, or, or life, there's not a law in the world that would be able to change that. Only you can change a heart, oh God. So Father, I pray in these last days, Lord God, and I know the word says that things will get worse and worse. Lord, and what will we go to once the Holy Spirit leaves? Yes, Lord. Father of God, I pray that the Father that are left, those that are straddling the fence, those that are wondering what to do, what am I going to do? That, Lord, that you would send them a send them an angel, Father, to minister to their hurts, minister to their anger. There's so much anger, oh God. There's so much greed. There's so much covetousness. There's so much lust. So we binding up all of these spirits, greed, lust, and covetousness, and anger. Yes, Most Lord. of the things that are great, even in our, our, our government, it's just greed. People just want more and more and more. Not satisfied on what they have, what you yes, bless them with, but they just want more and more and more to consume it upon themselves. Lord Jesus, Father, we just mercy. come before you right now, and we just ask you, Lord God, we ask you, Lord God, to bring Please, peace. Lord. Peace where there's chaos. Please, Lord. Father, that you would speak a word over into communities, oh God, that would be able to just calm the storm, God. Yes, Lord. And Lord God, really, to be honest with you, in, in this prayer time, you give us, that's why you gave us dominion. That is our purpose. We as believers have dominion to Speak into the storm. We can, yes, we can speak into our situations. Of God, you have given us the authority yes, to speak. Lord. So use the authority that you gave me right now, Father, in the name of Jesus. I speak over every city, yes, Lord. every town, every school, every workplace. Lord, I speak peace. I speak, yes, Lord, Lord God. Uh, People, I speak peace right now into hearts that are, yes, uh, are, are full of disappointment, <clears throat> full of, 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 of wickedness. So I speak salvation right now in the lives of the unbeliever right now. And Lord, that you would calm the storm, that you would dispatch your angels, Father, to bring help to us, Lord God, that are out here doing work, kingdom work, oh God. All of these things, Sean, we can't do it without the help of angels, oh God, that you sent them to us. Yes, to be Lord. help to us, oh God. Yes, Lord. Oh God, mother whose child was found on the side of the road, shot up, thrown on the side of the road in York County, what she must be feeling to not know what happened to her daughter, oh God. Those violent acts that have happened to people, oh God, were left the family members wondering what is going on or what happened yes, to Jesus. these family members. Thank you, Lord. That you would comfort, you would comfort Lord's bitterness and unforgiveness.
God to uproot the spirit of bitterness right now in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Most Father God, I pray for the Father that arguments and disagreements would be settled just by a word, a yes, word Lord. where if they have one opinion and somebody else has another opinion, that they would come to the word of God and see what you have to say about it. Lord, in the name of Jesus. There are arguments in the church. Oh, it's, it's everywhere, Father. It's everywhere. So, Father, the communication is lacking where people are not praying as they ought. But, Lord, I pray in these times where everybody is, I don't want to say everybody, because I don't know, where most people are so busy piling everything into their day, because now we have devices that would make things easier for us to do so it doesn't give us more time to relax it gives us more time to be busy so lord while we're busy a lot of times we forget and we neglect our prayer time oh god that we wake up in the morning and we rush off to work and throw a quick prayer up to the lord and and lord and not spending quality time with you i pray father god that we would break we redirect our days oh god where we're spending time with you where you can direct our day that you could and we can take command over our days the people that are still missing from home oh god missing from their families been taken abducted oh god some have just even run away and then found in human trafficking uh, situations oh god but whatever the matter may be I pray, Heavenly Father, that that person would be returned to their family. Yes, Lord. And I pray, God, they return to their family alive. I want to pray for nurses and doctors and those that are in the hospitals. Yes, Lord. Giving Jesus. care to them. all of our God. first responders. First of all, we want to thank, thank you for Jesus. the time that they've invested to study, oh God, to learn all about the body and what yes, they can Lord. do to help with the healing, Father, in the name yes, of Jesus. Lord. Father, we pray, Lord, in these in these days, Lord God, that we won't forget the spirit of compassion, where it's not just me typing in information on the computer, but I really care about what's going on with you, Father. Touch those doctors and nurses. Nurses weak, oh God, we pray and lift up every nurse that has given their life to to help another soldier to bring uh, 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 working as a liaison to bring healing, complete healing to a person who's in the hospital, who's in a nursing yes, home, who's getting care within their home, oh God. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you would fill them and just bless them in the name of Jesus. The name Whatever of Jesus. they stand in need, touch a nurse this week, Father. And you're lifting them up right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Those who have to leave someone that has passed on their shift, Lord, they have feelings too that they're, they, they, they have to deal with this every day, life and death. So, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them in their work. Yes, in the, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, we just thank you and praise and magnify you. And I just ask you, Lord God, to touch children that are in families that are being traumatized or molested. Father, by their family members or by babysitters, oh God, I pray for deliverance and healing. I pray even, Lord God, for facilities that 
work on the Department of Social Services, Child Protective and Adult Protective Services. Lord God, that you would send them the help and the resources that they need. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So that they would be able to complete their work. Lord, I'm praying even for the soldiers and the veterans and those that have been um, commanded to protect the country, oh God, that have made a decision to serve in in military, God, special forces. Lord, I'm praying for them, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, even for the CIA and FBI, that they not be compromised. In any way, Father, in the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus. We 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 ask you, Lord God, to protect our country. We can have military out the yang yang, but Lord, if you don't protect us, in vain is is the help of of military. Lord, I need you to in the name of Jesus. And we praise and give your name, praise, glory, and honor. Yes, Jesus. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much, Elder Sandra. Did someone else come on the prayer line? Did, did someone else come on the prayer line? Okay, would you, would you, is it, is it Pastor Kim? Yes, would you pray? Wife, 
Bishop Nathaniel and Elder Francine Gomillion serve at Tabernacle of Praise, 5283 Windsor Boulevard in Zunai, Virginia. You can contact them by mailing to P.O. Box 161, Zunai, Virginia, 23898. Sunday morning service time is at 1045 a.m. 
and virtual Bible study is on Wednesday at 7 p.m. And the number to get in is 518-425-1719. Bishop and Elder are the founders of Gomillion and Gomillion Ministries, covering ministries and pastors, and can be contacted via phone 804-943-8364. Bishop and Elder Gomillion want to thank you for listening to Gomillion and Gomillion Interview and Prayer Call Podcast.